Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ramble on Football Ramble Daily. England beat Kosovo 4-0, the Welsh are in position, and Pete Dawson's back from Finland. Hello. Guten Morgen, guten Abend. Hello everyone. Guten Nacht. Oh. Oh, Luke Moore is here. All right. Uh, Jimmy Campbell. Hello. And Pete Donaldson. Depends on, depends on when you're listening, isn't it? Could yeah. be the morning, could be the afternoon. Well, that's why I gave him the option, Peter. Could be mid-dimension on an interdimensional trip. I said Morgan Arbent Nacht. Mm. Tell you what, Prince Andrew's on an interdimensional trip. That's an early mention. <laughs> early mention. <laughs> Careful now. Unavoidable. Careful. From? Sorry, Luke guys. Moore. Sorry, guys. Just get, you, sometimes get into stories. You sat in a room yeah. who's also had his. You sat in a room with a man who's also had his armpits lasered, so he doesn't have to uh, sweat. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Pete can't sweat, and yeah. uh, has recently been in the the Pizza Express in Woking. Yeah. yeah. Did that Pete? Did, did having no sweat glands help you in Finland recently? Uh, no, I don't think. I, I don't know whether it would have helped or Finland hindered. in November. Yeah. I don't think anybody, even I, yeah. wouldn't sweat. Well, there. to be honest, everyone was whinging, and these are people from places like Aberdeen and Hartlepool. They're the people I went out there to uh, to Finland with, and they Stick were also the boot in straight it was, really, away. it was really, really cold. And it was like, I think I'd come from Milwaukee, so I'd really sort of, I hadn't really noticed how cold it was. But, uh, but you can still mind that. Yeah, but it, I don't think it was that bad, to be honest. Well, we, I think we all appreciate you popping and doing a podcast in the middle of your international <laughs> well, tour of tragedy. <laughs> You can, uh, well, they can still be a bit. Oh, it's well, a bit chilly. Don't move the show. You recorded it late, so I only sure had a trip booked. So, Pete, are you yeah. are you annoyed that you've spent money having your um, sweat glands lasered when you you now know you could just work up so much adrenaline <laughs> that they would naturally <laughs> block themselves? Well, up? this show is very much a 
a horrible situation that I have to recover from hours afterwards. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you get a lot of adrenaline. Uh, what you get a lot of adrenaline. I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I get barbs thrown at me left, right, and centre. But, but yes, Finland was lovely. You Helsinki must have had a lot. Of, you must have a lot of adrenaline being in Finland for the first time. They qualified for a major tournament. Set the scene for us, Peter. What was it like? Was it? Uh, there was were a it lot like of some people, sort of liberated city there were a in, lot in the of, Second World War. No, <laughs> you weirdo. No, um, hang on. But people described. In fact, one of our own described uh, Moscow like that, didn't they? When they beat Spain in the World right, Cup, okay. it was this incredible season. It's the it was, first tournament in their history. It yeah, was exactly. very. It was a really, really fun night out. I mean, I, there were a lot of people um, putting uh, shirts on um, statues, but mm-hmm. they were like statues that didn't really accommodate a football shirt because they had like a an L button at an odd position. So mm-hmm. it just looked like <laughs> something had burst on them. So, oh, I see. Yeah, but it was uh, a lot of fun. Everyone. A lot. Lars Siverson, also of this parish, um, well, he's on OTC this week. We'll get him to talk a bit about um, what it means to the Finns. But you know, they're a big hockey nation, aren't they? And, and But for them to qualify for their first tournament is, is an incredible thing. Yeah. Oh, people have gone wild. Dude. Because they've got players in their squad mm. who haven't even got clubs. Yeah. There's a player mm, in the squad I'm thinking about who's unattached. He's a free agent. They've got players playing in, in lower leagues, players playing in MLS. Chuck him out as a ringer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that playing ice hockey. Is he, is he the older brother of all the other players? In which case, he's unacceptable. <laughs> Bring Yari Littman and back. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Yari Littman. All right, then. Well, that's all we're getting from PT. It was good. It was a great It was a great night. It reminded me of um, when England got through uh, the quarters uh, last uh, last tournament, so it was, it, the whole town was yeah. a buzz. Well, wonderful, but it was freezing, so not that many people were outside. Okay. You all huddled together though in a bar. <laughs> uh, well, England beat Kosovo, of course. Let's get uh, back to all that kind of chat. They finished the group, Group A, of course, with twenty-one points, seven wins from eight matches, thirty-seven goals, six against. Mm. It, re- it reads quite well, doesn't it? But it does. uh, uh, you know, it was, and, and it was a nice, warm reception England got in Kosovo. Yeah, it makes a change. From this group stage, doesn't mm-hmm. it? For they got their PR right, right, did the Kosovans. They yeah. certainly it did. makes a change from every other place England go to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was a, it was a um, it was an interesting performance, I think, purely because I think it seemed to me, and you guys may disagree on this, but it seemed to me that for the first half an hour or so, England was thinking about what Kosovo did to them. Yes, mm. unexpectedly yeah. in the home game, mm. where of course England were thought they five one up and mm. got pegged back to five three, and had a little bit of a scare really. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took them a while to to get their confidence to work it out. And of course, I know they made some changes and they and they accelerated away towards the end, as you'd probably expect, you know, a, a better, superior side to do that. Um, but I found the first half an hour particularly interesting, especially given the changes that England had made mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, well, of course, he started with Rice and Winks. Now, Jim, and I, Jimmy Campbell, step up. Mm, Luke and I it. scorned Jim um, did. for many reasons that on that day, but one of them... <laughs> Marcus, I think um, fairly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, some of the stuff he said off mic, you know, we couldn't trust him no. on mic, of course. That was unacceptable on any yeah. show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but you said, Jim, that he, he could start Rice and Winks. He did. Uh, and uh, why don't you talk us through that? Well, I don't think he is likely to start Rice and Winks um, in a tournament game. Uh, Backtracking now, yeah. no. But I, well, that's, <laughs> and that, got the in a way, <laughs> that's sort of the point, isn't it? That um, I think when you look at what happened against Croatia, that's going to still be kind of weighing heavy on on Southgate's mind. And I think you mean in the semi final, in the, the semi final in the World Cup. And I think Rice and Winks off, offer different things, but they're both pretty safe options. So I think against a sort of Against a midfield that are that are technically better than England, he mm. might he might want to see what this is like, so you can get that kind of safety first option in there. If effectively, Rice to win it, Winks to move you think it Winks on. Winks is a safe. I think Winks has got to start, no matter what the midfield. So, well, so I, I mean that combination. So the inter- okay. I think the interesting aspect of it 
is that I don't want to put words in your mouth, Marcus, but you can probably tell me if I'm wrong, though, <laughs> is that when we said Rice and Winks and we thought they wouldn't start together, I was thinking that there's no way he's going to start two holders. Mm. I didn't think he would play Winks in that kind of more advanced position. No, I didn't position. think he well, would. Yeah, I mean, and in he's fact, not gonna... he, he did do that and Winks played well. Because he carries the, goal, yeah. carries the ball well, doesn't he? So, so it, it did work. Yeah. But I don't know I don't know if... The thing that worries me about it is all the rumours this weekend have been that this, the evolution of this England team, that Southgate's going to change the formation again. And he wants a solid, at least solid plan B. And he wants to use the, the games they've got left, which aren't, by the way, there aren't many of them, mm-hmm. to, to change the formation again from, because I think they're on their third kind of shape now under Southgate. And I'm worried that they're going to lose that front three. Yeah. And that's not going to play to our well, strengths. Especially because our strengths are going forward. Yeah. And the problems that we have are clearly at the back against better opposition or in tournament football. So you can't have a good defence as a plan B. <laughs> that no, very I, much I, has I, to be incorporated in your my, plan my, A, my, otherwise you're fine. My big fear <laughs> is that like we can't find two solid centre-backs, let alone three, so I hope it doesn't my, move to three. I think centre-back... I, I'm Come in, Jamal Lascelles. So <laughs> there it is. Give him the call. Is. Put the bat signal up. Yeah. It's about time we had that shout, yeah. Peter. I'm right. heard it here first. Put the, mag- scream. Put the magpie signal up. And I can't imagine you'll hear it anywhere else. <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, and more shame them. <laughs> mm. I, right. think, I think the centre-back partnership, whether it be Maguire and Stones, Maguire and It's, it's going to be Maguire and one other, isn't it? You would think. You would think so, yes. Because Gomez isn't playing that much uh, for Liverpool. I think it was Gomez and Stones who played in the home game against Croatia in the, in the Nations League. And they look pretty good. Uh, so I think probably a combination of those three. I think I think centre half. I think we're okay. I don't think I, I know what you mean. I yeah. think it's not Van Dyke back the there. Fact for that we, the fact that we don't know who that centre back pairing is going to be now mm. is perhaps a cause for concern. But I at wouldn't the same be. Time, I wouldn't be so concerned because maybe he does know what it is. He yeah. just wants to change it. And oh. also, even if you look on the positives of that, there are players in there who have got the rest of the season to fight for a place. And mm. obviously, they'll be doing that for their clubs anyway. But it's that little extra bit of motivation, and yeah. that could work into England's favour. And if I might, if I can briefly go back to. Um, the idea of Rice and, and Winks in the midfield. I have a feeling that if in a tournament the midfield is, is getting overrun and the game seems to be slipping away, um, that he will perhaps shuffle the pack into that formation just to try and control that midfield against the technical side. Yeah. And it, I don't think Rice is, is up to the job, personally. No? No. I mean, his form has certainly dipped, hasn't it? Yeah, I think, I think look, he's a good player and I, I don't want to get on the back of somebody, but if, we, if we're talking cold, hard truths trying to get to the latter stages of a tournament, I'm not sure Rice is up to the job. And I think that is the area where England lack. Like I say, with the centre-halves, I mean, if it's Maguire and Stone, say, for example, at the back, I think they're two decent centre-halves. You can't really argue that much uh, because England don't have Virgil van Dijk at the back or somebody like that. uh, So, But it is is that combination in midfield. I think Oxlade-Chamberlain is and and will barring injury and you know if we take it without massive dips of form and all that kind of stuff yeah. I think Oxford Chamberlain will have one of those positions Southgate's suggested that as well I think he probably would like to play Jordan Henderson in there as well just because he's experienced mm-hmm. and so on and people may not think it's the most glamorous or they might think mm, Henderson uh, to me it's a, where, where do you sort of fit Winks in because I think he's got to play that midfield three combination is Southgate's biggest concern and headache yes it is and, and I don't want him to see him change I don't want him to see him I don't want to see him change everything around because mm, of that and yeah. on, on your Declan Rice point he's obviously a young improving player he's yeah. 20 years old of course old. Yeah, yeah, yeah and if we look across some of the key players for England now 
Um, I know there's a there's a, there's a, sp- a sort of sprinkling of experience in there, mm. but the key players for England, you can list a lot of them. Trent Alexander-Arnold is a key player now because of what he offers from yeah. the right-hand side. Nine caps. Um, Declan Rice, seven caps. Harry Winks, who, who's got to start, according to, the, to this show, and I agree with it, six caps. But going into the World Cup and, last time round, there, there wasn't that much experience as well. Sure. They, they, they knew their jobs. And I think Southgate is drilling people. The, the formation... I'm just saying we need to understand where we are, that's all, as a, as a, as a team. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, but, I, I, you know, I think um, you, you can pinpoint some players and some teams when they've, they've not had much experience. It's about knowing your jobs. And I think England do have a little bit of experience there in the spine of the team. Pickford has played in a major tournament. So, so is Maguire, so is Stones. Um, you know, Kane, Sterling, you know, yeah. so 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 there are players in there who, yeah, it's a young side, but there is experience among them. But that midfield nice three, balance. yeah, I mean, but look, the, the formation change you're saying, obviously, England played a four-three-three under Southgate in the qualifying, I think it was for the World Cup, but it was a different sort of four-three-three than what we have now. Then they had the three-five-two at the tournament. Now they have this four-three-three with a sort of pivot and the two midfielders yeah. sort of shuttling either side. What what are you suggesting that he might do? Do you think he might go back to the 3-5-2? That's what, I, I don't have any insight into it, but mm-hmm. that, that's what is being mentioned. So, you, it, so I mean, with a 3-5-2, it bolsters up the defence. You have an extra centre-half. England have players that can play wing-back. You still keep your three in midfield, so there's still that conversation mm-hmm. to be had. But I, and I then you lose an attacker, of but course. But I think you lose the... I, I think you then blunt... Both Sterling mm. and Sancho. Yeah, I think you and pro- possibly Rashford as well. You perhaps mm. lose the initiative there. You know, I, I, think. I think I think we can all agree around this table. The strength of our team is in the front three. Yeah. yeah. So if you lose that, I think what you're doing is cowardly is a too strong a word, but you're being a little bit reticent mm-hmm. because you're scared of what your team can do to dominate the ball. England have never really been that good at dominating the ball anyway, particularly no. against mm. good teams. I would be inclined to say. It's a, it's a tournament. Anything can happen. There are teams now, I think, firmly, and I don't think this is me being kind of blinking because I'm, I'm an England fan. They're not going to want to play that front three. People, teams no. are going to go up. Any team is going to go up against mm. that, a combination of those three and go, don't fancy that very mm. much. If I'm, if I'm the manager of... If I'm Roberto Martinez mm-hmm. or Didier Deschamps or Yogi Love or whoever, I'm thinking... Oh, if you are going to change that front three around and change the formation, I'm very, very happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I don't think we should do it. Okay, fair point. Fair it's, point. it's all going to be about the uh, friendlies that they set up before. Mm-hmm. The they haven't got many games, Pete, you know that. Yeah. I, think only, I think there's only three planned between yeah. now and then. I they, think, they should have one match where they just, you know, like in tournaments where you lose, a, a player gets sent off or something, they should have like a contingency uh, game. <laughs> Pick like a team like I don't know, like Kosovo or, or uh, I don't know, uh, Switzerland or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not 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 obviously not an excellent team. Yeah, but a just play side. ten players. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they're the situations that you got to practice for. Yeah, and as long as there's an implicit agreement between the two teams, Pete, we're going to play with ten because Ro- we're good. Rooney's not part of the squad anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we didn't it, try that, man. This yeah. is the full sense of security yeah. that we maybe should perhaps put on our radar. That could still happen, couldn't yeah. it? Or even if they wouldn't like sanction it officially, just have Hurricane sit on the corner flag. Yeah, because <laughs> he loved taking corners in the in the world. He didn't need so. uh, Euro 2016. You're so, yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah. You go back, back to the loss against Iceland. That's that's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Against Iceland, play it with ten men. But in World Cup 2018, you remember him being—he uh, wasn't taking corners because he was being fouled at every corner, <laughs> that's right, yes, that's right. literally every single corner. <laughs> yeah. I think we got about 42 penalties out of it. Yeah. Uh, another another great thing from this game, though, as well, is is the, the goals from open play. England looks such a different mm. prospect from the team that played mm. in the World Cup, and Southgate has moved them on in a really positive way. I'm, I'm excited. I don't know about you guys, yeah. but it, it is it is a. Um, 
it is a combination of things that, that, that we see things in this place. One is if you take the Kosovo game, well, they're a team that like to attack. So Kosovo are a nice football inside, mm-hmm. but they're not, I mean, you, they're quite brittle and yeah. they're quite gettable. And that's why England were able to do what they did. And we saw yeah. it in the first game. The other teams in the group, I mean, there's an aberration there because obviously England lost to Czech Republic, but the other teams aren't very good. I mean, mm. I mean, Bulgaria and Montenegro particularly are awful. Mm. And so we have to be realistic about we, we it. We do, but it's the, it's the size of the score lines that, that makes me very positive. Mm. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> no, I, I, still I, thinking about Sam Allardyce as being made, right? <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I understand what you mean. I, I just think that when England, you know, that that attacking front three we talk about, and uh, and the, the free flowing football that they play, but against a better side who are going to control the ball a bit and are going to deny England space, I think it, that's that's the real quiz, isn't it? Well, it is the real quiz, well, Jim. And ne- I think it's literally Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Netherlands the, the, to deny the space and all that that kind of stuff. Um, England. Will have to. England can. Uh, 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 if if England can try and soak up the pressure and hit on the break, I think that could be a very very handy thing to do. But as Luke says, you know that front three. It would be a shame if that front three were, were broken up in any way because England have pace and quality up there. And I, I don't care who you are, that will always concern an opposition manager. Uh, but uh, one of the going back to the match itself, Mason Mount with his first goal for England. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Winks got his first goal, so it was good yeah. for him. Um, and uh, he, he's enjoying himself as well. It starts for Hudson Odoi, Nick Pope as well. Yeah, in goal, get the Pope in there. <laughs> yeah. Did you see what he said on the on the TV? They said, "Oh, how was it?" And he said, "Yeah, I had to book some flights for my family quickly yeah. to get him over," which is quite nice. I don't isn't think it? he knew he was going to start. I'm starting yeah. for crying yeah. out loud. And, and I think we've got we've got. I mean, Mount, Mount and Rashford came on, didn't they, and scored after they came on. Yeah, Tamori came on as well. Yeah. He got about six minutes, but still. Lovely finish from Rashford as well. Not oh, beautiful. I really like the look of Tamori. I think mm. he looks great. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm trying to stop. I'm stopping myself getting carried away about yeah. him. I think he looks fantastic. It might it might be because we've got a few games between now and the tournament that it's come a bit too soon for him, but he's still someone to be really excited like, about. He, but he could get in the squad. I mean, I, I, mean, I think he'll be in the squad for sure. Yeah. I think he will. Because I'd say we, <sighs> Mings, I think, is a decent centre-back, but I'm not sure about again against the sort of if, if, yeah. if Stones and Maguire I, think, I know Stones has made a few errors. I think you could problem. say that about Mings as well it's a problem isn't it Stones yeah, yeah no what I was going to say was I know that Stones has made the odd high profile error but I would say he's still one of our best sort of three mm. centre backs yeah uh, so Maguire Stones and Gomez uh, you know I think Keane even though he's been played a lot I, I don't know Keane might be trying to sort of keep uh, Tomori off of that uh, th- that sort of fourth centre-half. But yeah. if Tomori plays regularly in the Champions League, he's playing for Chelsea and they finish you know, sort of top four or five or whatever it is, as I think Glenn Hoddle or Lee Dixon were making the point, you know, that he's got big game experience. Did you, see, this, did you see Zola came out and said that him and Sarri completely missed his talents uh, last really? year at Chelsea? I'm sorry, we must have missed that, Jeff. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice though, a bit of honesty. <laughs> I mean, there was a young fella knocking about, now you mention it. <laughs> yeah, but no, normally sort of well, a manager would sort of say no no he, he wasn't ready you know and uh, I just like that yeah that was and Mourinho wouldn't have said that. Oh, God, yeah. He played <laughs> Mourinho. Well, yeah. he, they probably wouldn't have said that before some decent performances no. from him in an English no, That's true. But I think <laughs> I think in the, in the absence of us having these truly towering and reliable centre-backs, I probably would be tempted to go with the combination that's got the most experience in bigger games mm-hmm. because tournament football is a unique situation. At least if you had Maguire and Stones, don't mean to be disrespectful to Aston Villa particularly, but... When 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 you play for Man United or Man City these days, every game you've got a lot of scrutiny mm, yeah. on you, there's a lot of pressure on it. If Aston Villa go away to Bournemouth or mm. whatever, that's a poor example because of Mings, but Aston Villa go away to you know Sheffield United or whatever, it's not really a big game. Mm. Um and so there may not be the attention on him. 
it's also been a fairly meteoric rise for, for Mings, mm-hmm. who's still a young man. So I don't think he should be under under too much pressure, really. I mean, yeah. he's 26 now, so maybe if he, he forces his way in, forces a move to an even bigger club, and then the following tournament, he might find himself right in there. I would I would definitely pick... Um, I'd probably pick Tomori over Keane, to mm. be honest, because Tomori's an improving yeah. player, playing in the Champions League when he plays. Yeah. I think that's probably more important. What do you, what do you think of Carl Walker? What as a, as a centre back option? Like no, in the no, World no. Cup sorry, I'm, I'm moving it to to the sort of the, the fullbacks because he seems to be sort of the forgot man here. Yeah, he's still a decent operator. He's still doing okay for Man City, as far as I'm aware. Uh, yet he's not being picked. And I think a few squads ago, when he when he started to be dropped, we thought, oh, well, Southgate knows he's obviously trying out different people, but he likes Alexander Arnold. He played him in both games. Uh, he knows Trippier quite well and he's brought sort of Trippier back into the fold. I don't think Juan Bissaka, I think it's probably too early for him. Yeah. Um, and I, I look at Carl Walker and I think, you know, as a man with a lot of experience, he did play in the UEFA Nations League. You know, we know about his pace. We know, I mean, you would say that Walker's probably a more well rounded fullback than, than Alexander Arnold and Trippier just because of his age and his, his experience. I know he doesn't offer that crossing ability and, and some of the attacking flair. That Alexander uh, Alexander Arnold has, mm. so I'm not sort of if if Walker misses out, I, I won't be sort of too upset. But on another hand, I do think to myself, you know, he's unlucky there. Yeah, I'm, I'm personally I'm surprised he's in ahead of uh, or Trippier's in ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Walker is a, is probably a bit more of a solid, but more of a consistent option. And yeah, I mean he'll be 30 when the World Cup comes around, so he's plenty plenty left in the tank. He's playing well for City. I it's a, I guess it's just that England are so well stocked in that position. And Trent Alexander-Arnold is a is a pretty rare occurrence in a fullback that can cross the ball like that and and, and create so many <clears> chances that I suppose um, he Walker is just a, unfortunately think, a victim of the fact well, that England are well stopped. Well, my, my take is different to yours. My take on it, and it might be wrong, is that um, he, he Southgate did say earlier in in the international break that. Um, he knew what he was getting from Carl Walker. He didn't yep. need to look at him again. Mm. But also, I think it's a little bit more clever than that, Jim. I think that Trippi is now playing in Atletico Madrid. Well, if you're going he's to improve defensively. Well. Yeah. He's playing well. Mm-hmm. But I think also there's definitely a feeling, particularly with English players, because they don't have a real history of going overseas. I think Southgate's including Trippi to say, by the way, I've yeah. not forgotten about you. Mm-hmm. you know, he's not going to play him. Mm. He knows what he gets from him. He's very loyal, isn't he, to Southgate, Southgate to players? I mean, remember he had that thing with Jake Livermore. He said yeah. mm-hmm. people were questioning it. He said, "Well, look, Jake Livermore's always been great for me. Yeah. Uh, Lord, he's important to me. He's a popular in the squad, and I want him in there because I know what he can do." I think it's the same with Trippier. He said, "You've gone to Atletico Madrid. It's a bold move. It's a move you need to make. I want you to let you know that I've not forgotten about yeah. you, and that's why he's included." And it. also, if you <laughs> if you want to pr- improve defensively, it's not a bad place to go under Simeone. No, so. exactly. Yeah. He'll certainly be knackered, won't he? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want. Probably, yeah. probably, get, probably went away with England for a bit of a break. Love it, yes. <laughs> a little sit on the bench. Brings us on yeah. a little uh, inflatable. With him. So, I think Southgate brought him on, sat him on the bench, yeah. gave him a hot chocolate and said, get your strength back. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have a breather. Yeah. Have a breather. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a breather with a quick break. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome back to the Football Ramble on Football Ramble Daily, everybody. Luke Moore, give us a four-to-score update. No four-to-score winners this week yet mm. again. Um, I think Torgan Hazard whittled it right down. Not many people had him. But in that Northern Ireland game, it was nil-nil, which I think then wiped everybody out. So right, there's still yeah. 250000 for this week coming up uh, back for the Premier League. It's free to play, of course. Go to betway.com forward slash four-to-score. That's slash the number four and then to score for your chance to win a share at least of £250,000, but do bet responsibly. Imagine if we win this season. It it will be like a liberated city. (laughs) We'll be running around the studio. Will we liberate a city, do you think? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we'd have to give it to charity. It would be a bit of a shame. It will be... um, Well, it, it yeah. will be a, a mixed feeling. <laughs> Let's all be completely honest with ourselves. At least two people around this table, which I'm one of them, could do with that money. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, there we go. Now it's time for emails with PD. You email short football ramble daily And now PD is reading it out. Well done. Hello to all of you emailers. I heard you slagging us off last week. So. All of you lovers out there, that sounds like. All right. lovers. Um, hello to um, Charlie. Hi, guys. Uh, the second time emailer and long-term listener. Uh, not a long email, but on this week's preview show, you mentioned Capello having the highest win ratio for England. Sam Allardyce just swilled a random passerby yeah. with a pint of boiling hot gravy in disgust. Yeah. I don't think put one some, game cuts it. Put no. some respect on the man's name. I think yeah. Sam Allardyce will have lost the game by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you reckon? I, th- I also think that if any, if you take all the football shows across all the lands, mm. I think we put more respect on Sam's name than anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> might, we might do it in quite an arch way, but it's done out of love. Yeah. 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 That's Look, a, certainly a take. Yeah. Look, Daily Mail, Sidebar, shame, just mention it. Like, it, you, <laughs> Just as long as the name's in there, if you're listening, hits Sam, means cash. If you're listening, Big Sam, Ramble Meets, there's a spot for you on it, mate. Yeah, Sam, right. Tell and us that, your side of the story. Yeah, and that is spelled M-double-E-T-S. <laughs> <laughs> Hello to no, Dan. We could do a bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> put a spread out. Unbelievable. Yeah, I'll put a spread on. I don't mind. Hello to uh, Dan Shoesmith. Uh, this is a lovely email because it reminds me of someone we haven't spoken about for about five seasons, pretty much. A quick word on Ramble favourite and all-round wild man, Kenny Pavey. Ah. Hey. Kenny Pavey yeah. was a fan favourite Ramble 
humble favourite yeah. back in the uh, early years of the football ram, I think it's fair to say. As a result, I'm still friends with him on Facebook. Exactly. Yeah. He's uh, He was like a, a Millwall fan. Did he briefly play for Millwall? He was a, he was a kind of like journeyman kind of footballer in, in the sort of he London area. He made his area. name in Sweden, didn't he? He did. But then he, headed, Eichel, yeah, then he yeah. headed to over, over to Sweden. But yeah, yeah you, he's synonymous with Millwall, but yeah, I know what you mean. It, mm. it was back when like no players played abroad. There yeah. were like two and he was one of them. He never he played He never played for Millwall. No, but because he goes on about Millwall because he's a massive fan. Mm. I think because he plays in another country, you can talk mm. up another side like that. But you may recall it ten years ago, he was part of the uh, AIK side that uh, won the Alsvenskan, El- El- <laughs> uh, right, yeah. establishing a huge fan base amongst the club's fans for his antics, including climbing a, a barbed wire atop the wall to celebrate a vital uh, goal with the supporters, hands bloody and not a yellow card in sight. He was a real fan's favourite because he was just... He was a bit spicy, wasn't he? he was oh, he loved it. Spicy. He loved yeah. it. He was, for people who have never seen him play, which is probably just about everyone, mm. he's, he was a. He, I remember seeing him for when he played for Eichel that season, mm. watched it on, on on a clip or whatever, and he's like a really tenacious, mm. like mm. midfield kind mm. of dynamo type. He, player. he was the first Ramble meets kind of unofficially because he yeah, actually he, came on the show once. He didn't did. He? he did. It was yeah. him and um, Dean uh, Windass. Dean, Wind, Dean Windass. Isn't Kenny playing the second division of Norway in Nor uh, Sweden now? Well, his last Norway, game was uh, was for his team out there. That's his it. fans uh, cheered and applauded. Uh, vigorously at his name before the match and his players marked the occasion by handing uh, his team a 7-0 gubbing. Pavey was subbed off before full-time and cheered off by both sets of fans and in a post-match interview simply said, now I'm getting myself a cold beer. No, Kenny, no. Kenny Pavey, we hardly knew you. Come on. Yeah, oh, good okay. man. He's now plying plan his trade. He's plying his trade, I think, skittish. part-time in the fourth level of Swedish football. Mm. Just doing it for the love. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, yeah. love that. But he's good retired man. now and he's, uh, he's saying goodbye. Yeah. The email jingle may very well be a violation of the Geneva Convention, uh, but I've remembered the uh, new email address, so who, who can argue with its effectiveness? You it's know effective. what I mean? So there you go. Mm, uh, I'll see you in a uh, high court somewhere. Um, hello to uh, Steamer. <laughs> Or Steamer, Steamer. Uh, hello to uh, the Ramblers. I was listening to the show and you noticed you made some errors oh, no. about the uh, Iceland versus Turkey match. Of course, a good story should not suffer the truth. This time, however, I must set something straight. You talked about the Turkish football team being held for ages at the airport and that an Icelandic journalist held up a, a toilet brush. I know your goal isn't anything resembling quality journalism. We'll just end, end the email there, shall we? Yeah, yeah. that's See outrageous. Okay. But here we go. The Turkish team uh, fell in, uh, flew into Shenzhen uh, from an airport uh, that does not meet security standards, meaning they had to be checked at landing. They didn't work yeah. with the staff, uh, which delayed everything, and we were and we're out of the airport in 80 minutes, which isn't that much. I've been through there in similar time. Then Emre uh, decided to uh, rally the team and the nation by making up a story about them being held for hours. When he was talking to the press, some Belgian tourists stuck a toilet brush in there. <laughs> a farce, of course, manufactured by Emre and the Turkish FA. Uh. The plan didn't work and they lost. So, well, Jim got Jim's sources are in the Turkish camp, so that's why he was told that. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You yes. can't blame Jim. A friend of Emre. couple yeah. of uh, things on that. <laughs> that's, that's, not a, that's not a badge you want, is it? A no. <laughs> couple it of really things isn't. on that. There's, a, there's every chance that Emre will lead Turkey out in their first game in the Euros next season, and he'll be just, I think he's two weeks older than me, so he'll be just short of 40, wow. which is mad. Mm. And the second thing is, I've got a correction and clarification of my own. Okay. I'm surprised the email hasn't picked up on it. I saw a couple of tweets about something. Yeah, like I said that. on Thursday that the Nations League playoff, which let's be fair is baffling yes it was two legs but it's not it's one leg one leg yeah. uh, and the seeded team get the home draw don't they that's right. and it goes through to a final and there's four teams that will qualify later in March to be honest with you when you, when you were talking about sort of the playoffs and qualification yeah. when we get to this stage you could have said um, that the, the 
goals count treble yeah. if you score an overhead <laughs> yeah. kick. And I'm like, oh, have they done that? Have they? <laughs> the, the only acceptable course of action when it comes to that conversation is to immediately pick up your mobile phone and ring Andy Brassel. Yeah. Yeah. And if he's not available, move on. Yeah, yeah. I feel like in, in 20 years' time, there will, there will be a movie about the guy who had to figure all this out in its inception, and that guy will be played by Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah. and it will like win loads of... Oh, it's Alan Partridge on the day to day with that big kind of like yeah, World Cup selector and, thing. And not only that, is I remember a while back, it might have been last season, the start of last season, I found myself at home looking at all the permutations of the um, Champions League draw because oh. teams from different countries can't be drawn the same. And I tell you, if you get into it, mm. it's mad. Yeah. I, I remember trying to do an explainer on it for the show. I just end up sacking it off. Yeah. I mean, it's the same for this. The amount of different permutations is unbelievable. Whoever does that must have some kind of... Um, Calculator. Yeah. I mean, you had, Qualifi- yeah. Qualification in statistics <laughs> or something. I mean, on Thursday, you had been without water for some time. Have you, has water returned oh, to yeah. your life? I was without water in my house for 48 hours. Damn, right. I could have used that as an excuse. Exactly. You could have been mm. dehydrated, mate. I was. Yeah. I was. Anyway, if, if the ramble way is if you're not sure, bluff it. Mm-hmm. You get away with it, great. If it gets called out by the listeners, correction and clarification next yep. show, move on. What are you worried about? Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. And that was the emails. <laughs> <laughs> All right then, gentlemen. I said at the top of the show that the Welsh are in position. It doesn't mean to say I'm some sort of military... Uh, are they on the verge? ...commander, but they uh, they beat Azerbaijan 2-0 away from home. Giggs's guys, they got the win they needed. And, of course, Croatia beat Slovakia which was the other result they needed yes. uh, to happen. So it's Come all on, about the home game against Hungary, Jim. Yes. It's all going into that. that. They can win that, Marcus. Well, they can win that. We, this is what <laughs> we were saying, that if you gave Giggs the opportunity, you said one win away I from the tournament. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think? Well, I, I think, do you think they, they'll be disappointed the way it's worked out currently? I think there's two schools of thought. I think the one school of thought is the one you've... Um, mm-hmm. um, unplugging talked about which is and I, it's not I'm not saying they're right or wrong I mean you said that they're, they would have taken this that if they can win at home on the on the last day to, to qualify automatically they're taking it and I think that's a fair shout mm. I think the other way of looking at it is that Hungary have been a bit of a surprise yep. uh, and if that's the case there's no reason Wales couldn't have been a bit of a surprise as well I think Croatia have got away with quite a lot given they're in transition they've lost players they're and still better though they're the best side in that group they are but they're they're, they're how many times in the past have we seen teams do something amazing mm-hmm. in a yeah. tournament and then that's their summit and they yeah, drop true. away? But they're still the best side in that. I mean, if you think, um, say, Kiefer Moore, who got the first goal for Wales, yeah. maybe scored two goals in four caps, but I think he's 27 years old and he's only just got yeah. four caps. Yeah, that's some platform shoes. Yeah. He's Def- not tall enough. Def- <laughs> I, I love this. It's the Andy Carroll thing, isn't it? Sometimes a tall player, yeah. it just wreaks havoc with the game plan. <laughs> yeah, indeed. But mm. the, the point I'm making is that, that when you say, well, Wales could have been a bit of a surprise and all this, well, R- Ramsey is, would be crucial to most teams on the planet. He's not been there. Mm. They don't have these options. You know, They bring through some young players, even, if, even before they're playing for their first teams. This uh, guy, Moore, has come in. We only got four caps. You know, they're, st- they're always trying to sort of discover new people and where did you say your grandfather was from? You know, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And so actually, um, I-, I stand by, I think if, if you give uh, Wales, who have only qualified for one tournament since 1958, whatever it is, mm. um, right, last game, it, you know, the, the winner takes all, you're at home. I think I think you have to take it because you're, does, you're yeah. just right does, that, does that, does that, did, did playing a player like Moore um, kind of expose 
some slight tactical naivety from Ryan Giggs in that. Well, it worked. <laughs> yeah, it worked. But I mean, do they need to, against Azerbaijan? Do they really need to be, you know, relying on a, a giant to? to, but, to I don't, but, I, but I don't know. It's if Azerbaijan, from... Marcus. It, it is. But <laughs> it depends only... if you think of that's not a legitimate way to play or not. And it yeah. is a legitimate way. But when I mean, you, but, for more himself, but it's a smack of desperation. But though, also, right? but when you say it's Azerbaijan, <laughs> you might be thinking, and I might incur the wrath of of some of our non-English uh, uh, listeners here, but. It's not England playing Azerbaijan. You know, England is scoring a lot of goals at the moment. Wales only beat Azerbaijan 2-1 at home, and it was a late header from Gareth Bale, mm. which from an Azerbaijan point of view was probably a poor one to, to concede. Um, they don't have the options uh, going forward um, like like they do. It's it's a difficult away game, so I don't know what went through Giggs's head, uh, but more scored, and he had, a, he had a decent game, and it's not yeah. his first, you know, it was his second goal in, in four. Well, the result speaks for itself. And I, I, yeah. I, I just wonder, my take on groupies is a little bit different to you guys, uh, or to you, Marcus, which is that I think it's a bit of a much of a muchness. I think if, if you look at Croatia, I think they flatter to deceive. Mm-hmm. They weren't great when they beat Wales 2-1 back in June. Mm-hmm. Um, they were gettable. Um Wales didn't Wales draw with them at home yeah, as well did, yeah. uh, Croatia also drew with Azerbaijan I mean they mm. got pegged back mm-hmm. by Azerbaijan went a goal sure. up, didn't look great but, so, but they won the group though Croatia it's, absolutely absolutely but I'm saying there are opportunities look it's just because they won the group and when they went on mm-hmm. to do these things they've won five out of eight games in a group that's got a lot of average teams in it mm-hmm. they've not been brilliant they've not been standout they've been gettable and I think we've seen they've been gettable but they have won the group that's done now okay um Wales are still in, in with a chance and um, I'll be pulling for them. I hope they do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Azerbaijan manager said, Wales deserve to win this game because they were the better team. Yeah. Fair, oh, enough. fair enough. And, fair I mean, enough. You can't argue with that. It's refreshing, one. isn't it? <laughs> I, I preferred uh, Moore's explanation, which was defenders are probably not uh, used to going up for headers quite a lot in Azerbaijan. Like, Where's yeah, that? I, I, I wondered about that as well. Like, what? Well, if you uh, if you watch Azerbaijani football, which I do, uh, then you'll notice that yeah. that is a real weakness there, and that's why Ryan uh, Giggs went for me. Yeah. Yeah. Does Keith Moore think that heading the ball is one of Wales' greatest exports? Yeah, massively. Yeah. Take it around the world. That's why you can really do it. That's, well, why, it. that's why we got players from Real Madrid, Juventus yeah. playing in the side. Exactly. But Bale scored and a Wigan. header. Bale scored a header to beat them yeah. in the home games. Did, so yeah. Well, maybe they, they, maybe you learned that from Keith Moore. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he scored a header because they didn't know what it was. Exactly. Yeah. They didn't know you could do it. All right. Let, head height. Let yeah. me rephrase this. So I take your point, Luke, about, you know, before the qualifying group. If you're a Wales fan mm. and Ryan Giggs is the manager, and before the tournament before the qualification, you thought we're in with a chance of the last game. Bear it in mind you're from the outside looking in Giggs as manager. Yeah. Ramsey's had his injury problems. Yeah. I can't believe my luck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. Give it Giggs eh? Yeah. <laughs> When, when do they play that game? Is it tomorrow night? Is it yeah. Tuesday night? Pick's tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. tomorrow night, yeah. Exciting. Well, Pick's half yeah, yeah. Welsh. You'll be excited as well, won't you? Half of me will be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which half? Half yeah, of me will... Well, it's, you'd think it'd be half and half, like, you know... Um, Straight in the uh, middle. Rowdy Roddy Piper at that WrestleMania. Not like that. It would. It, there's little bits, like my little finger, yeah. my winky, uh, my nipple. So you've got... Just different parts, but they're You've got a Welsh penis. They all random exclusive. Yeah. The Welsh winky. First ever out, outing for the Welsh Winky it's on like the Welsh cake. Donaldson's hey. Welsh cake. Yeah, I can't believe it's taken so long. Yeah, I think it's a dragon-like qualities, perhaps. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. Um, good luck to uh, Wales. Dribbles less, fire. Less said about that, the best. Dribbles fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the fire dribbler, I call it. Don't yeah. encourage him, Marcus. Yeah. I don't know. At, I'm enjoying at, this. At the very same moment. Yeah. Pete said that his penis dribbles fire, and mm. you said the less said about this, the better. I yeah. think that might be the most Agreed. comprehensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right then, everybody. Uh, let us let us move on uh, to Group C, Northern Ireland. Uh, nil, Netherlands nil. Of course, Stephen Davis missed a penalty. 
Yeah, and he blazed it as well, oh, didn't he? It's a shame. That was gutting. It really, it really was. was. That, what, I mean, it's a, it's a great result anyway. It really, really is. Well, but it shows that would have you been the. Else. It shows you the organisation that goes into that side that they were only just beaten away from home from the, by the Netherlands, and then they held them to a nil-nil draw. But sadly, that result means they can't qualify automatically. Of course, the Dutch and the Germans predictably have gone through automatically. But Northern Ireland, no one will want to face them in the playoffs. New, uh, certainly not. Um, so they go in there, but. I, you know, with, with, with the way they played, with those kind of results, the the I understand they'll be disappointed because they, they wanted to win the match. But isn't that a remarkable thing that they'll have come off having kept a clean sheet against the Netherlands, mm. and there will have been um, because they they are, are fallen short with regards to automatic qualification. They would have come away thinking, ah, a bit, bit disappointed, and a bit gutted, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. having held Netherlands to a nil nil draw. <laughs> so uh, as I say, nobody will want to uh, to play against them. Um, would, is is it fair? I know he's done a great job, and 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 he's very very well liked, and and probably rightly so, given what he's achieved. But is it is it worth bringing up the the timing of the announcement that Michael O'Neill's going to Stoke? Mm. And I find that very, very strange mm. that they had to... I mean, I know Stoke are in a position where they need a manager, but to, to have that come out just before a crucial game and ahead of these playoffs in March as well, to me, it just seems a bit strange in terms of timing. Well, but he's... I mean, he's, he's got to take the job though, hasn't he? Yeah. Like, so it's... The timing's kind <laughs> but of... If you're going to take it, take it. Limited, if you're going to take it, take it. Well, you, oh, you mean permanent? Because well, I think he's, he should... he's, he's, admit, he's, he's committed to leading them through the playoffs mm. at the same time yeah. as managing Stoke. As far as I understand it, I mean, if I'm wrong, it'll be another correction and clarification on Thursday. Well, yeah. Oh, Friday, sorry. But um, I find that strange. Um, but realistically, of course, it was a, always going to be a tough ask for them, wasn't it? When they were drawn in that group, it's going to be very difficult. And the playoffs is probably the realistic target for them, wasn't it? Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, with regards to O'Neill, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? I understand what you mean, Luke, because if you're going into those playoffs, uh, as far as I'm aware, that, you know, they're looking good to get into the playoffs. But again, <laughs> if you try and work it out, I'll do whatever you wait for, say, you wait for Kateri and go, right, uh, Scotland are in the playoffs. You're playing Brazil. <laughs> okay, uh, right. I didn't think that was possible, but yeah. I'll take your word for it because I can't be bothered to try and untangle this. Um, Northern Ireland are definitely in the playoffs. Yeah, okay, right. And so are Belarus, who are in the same group as them. Yeah, okay. So we don't know what path they're going to get yet. I don't think it's been decided. Sure. So, so we will see uh, what, what happens there. But I understand what you're saying because O'Neill will have had. Uh, what a few months at least in the Stoke City job it'll be a demanding job because they're down in the in the sort of relegation zone or there or thereabouts mm. so uh, I mean any job is demanding of course in, in, in management but you'd want him to be really focused on, on, on the Northern Ireland job and as a Northern Irish fan if you, you know if you were a Northern Irish fan I can understand why you may be slightly concerned about that yeah absolutely but there we are in Group I Scotland won away uh, to Cyprus some nice goals in that game Ryan Christie with a lovely with a lovely one as well uh, Ephraim with a well taken equaliser for Cyprus he scored he scored a good goal and it wasn't allowed. Yeah. Because and it was no goal line technology. And I thought to myself, that's a bit strange. In a qualifying, important game. Well, it's not that important, actually. But, you know, it qualifies. But it could have been. It could have been, yeah. I, I, was, I was a little bit surprised, actually. Mm. Because... Is there no goal line technology in some match? Is it just stadium-based or...? I don't think I, I, I don't think they have it. Like, no, no, no. I think I think I think you have to mm. you use it or you don't. Right. Yeah. Thing, yeah you know? I was thinking, yeah. So it was just a bit weird how when you saw the replay, it looked very much like it crossed the line. Yeah. And you thought, oh, that'll be given, and you thought, oh, right. Because like, you get yeah. you get seduced into thinking it's all going to be sorted out. Yeah. yeah. And it isn't. Shame. Yeah. But they, they, again, Scotland are a team who who are looking at the playoffs now. I mean, they're going to be in a. I think they're going to be in a path with definitely Norway and Serbia. Yeah, Serbia to me, you got want to avoid them. Yeah, but but Scotland at the moment are ranked number one in their path. Yeah, which means I don't think they'll play Norway or Serbia unless they get to the final of the playoff. 
Um, we don't know who they're going to play yet. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, because of their, yeah. their success in the away for Nations yeah. League, that was the that was the important bit for Scotland, really. I think in a group that you know had Belgium in there and Russia, who've been great. Yeah, exactly. It was always going to be unlikely. So they 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 did their doggies early on, mm, they did. and they've just sort of taken it easy in this uh, qualification. That's race. one way of looking at it. Uh, it, it, it the other way of looking at it is they had they had such a disastrous <laughs> set of results. They lost their manager and changed it to a new manager who has all the air of Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> but it's and they've found it really tough. But it's like that's what it's I was a saying. lot brighter than it for the home nations than it looked like you know three months ago. So it looked very very yeah dull. yeah. I mean yeah, you're right. Every, every Everyone is still in the hunt to some extent. Yeah. Pete, you That's go away to Kazakhstan well. and get beaten 3 0, mm. you are going to be labelled a prat. <laughs> <laughs> it's as simple as that. Mate, they're not used to people um, scoring goals from headers. Yeah. Thing. yeah, apparently, they, they, Kazakhstan um, weren't used to Scotland using left, left foot or something. Being <laughs> yeah. But they still managed to beat them 3 0. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think in, in, when you get to the playoffs, I think Serbia will be one of the teams you want to avoid because Mitrovic. They're playing Norway. Yeah. Mm. Pretty sure they're playing Norway. I can't tell you what. Who knows? I mean, I could be making Serbia, this up. I think, would be one of the best teams in the, in the playoffs mm. because um, I think they're, they're a good side. They've got some good players. It's funny, I spoke to Lars yesterday, mm. obviously proud Norwegian, and he seemed pretty happy they got Serbia. Really? Yeah. He's a fool. They were, they, well, they were too, they They'll were... come back to bite him, won't <laughs> they? When he's, when he's sitting out the summer. Well, I think he's probably quite confident because Norway is the best Norway side we've seen probably in a few years because yeah. they've been really bad. Mm. So I think he's, um, he's, he's probably quite confident in his own boys. Yeah, probably, and, and no, I think, good to see. I think they're. I mean, it's fair to say they're all um, putting their hopes on the big Erling Brot Holland. Uh, oh yeah, yes. of course, yeah. phenomenon well, who don't scored. Forget King, yeah, just King. Well, exactly, yeah, absolutely. Don't ever forget the King. Um, all right, Group D. Ireland need to beat Denmark tonight. They must be absolutely sick of the sight of each other. Even Denmark, <laughs> who just seem to win this well, every time. According to the Denmark manager, um, he said that his players hate playing Ireland, and I thought. We can't hate it that much. Do it enough. Too easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, he's trying to give Ireland a compliment and say, oh, yeah, they're, they're really tough, they're this, that, and the other. Any shout for uh, Arga Harida, the Danish manager's nickname, because he's won league titles in all the Scandinavian countries? Far away. The Norse Whisperer. Nice. Nice. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> and another, uh, by the way, good. another coach who, older guy who, um, I think had it thrust upon him or it was leaked to the press by the Danish Football Association that he was leaving his post. Right. And he came out and said, to be honest, I would have stayed on for a little bit longer. Mm. I would have preferred this not to have come out. Mm. And it's kind of unsettled him a bit, Denmark. Right. And so there's a, there's an opportunity there, but but Ireland are going to have to get over this... Um, <laughs> This this kind of idea that wasn't it like leading up to the World Cup they got absolutely mm. destroyed in the playoff by yeah. Denmark. Yeah, yeah. And We've the, mentioned it a few times. Ireland fans won't be you know they've been all right lads come yeah, on move fuck them. <laughs> Seriously, it happened. But Deal with it. Big Mick McCarthy wasn't in charge at the time. It's true. Well, it's true. That McCarthy true. said that I was a big Leeds fan as a kid and I remember watching that uh, the, the FA Cup final in 1973 against Sunderland and it was an absolute shoe in. Sunderland couldn't win. Guess what they did. And our, and all the games subsequently that I've seen or been involved with, when teams shouldn't win, they've got better players, a better squad, a better manager. Everything's in their favour, and they get slapped. Well, that's what I'm hoping will happen tomorrow. So is he going to slap the North? Did, they, did, they, did they, I hope not. Imagine that before the game. Imagine he stuck to his word. And he just walked over to him and went, "Bang! Right, lads, yeah. it's up to you now." If it, did any journalist come straight back to him and say, "Mick, if you have to go back 46 years to make your <laughs> point, 
it's kind of a little well, bit he, of said, he said always there's a big performance in us that can win a game if I don't believe it I might as well go home and it's like yeah. he's thought about going home hasn't he yeah. <laughs> he's very yeah. much thought he's way, basically Pete. admitting that he's pretending to believe it there isn't he <laughs> I mean and also people listening to that will be confused if they followed Group D for this entire qualifying cycle because the big performances in quote have mm. been a one or draw with Switzerland a 1-0 win over Georgia a 2-0 win over Gibraltar a 1-0 draw with Denmark fair enough yeah, yeah. a 2-0 defeat by Switzerland a 0-0 draw with Georgia and a 1-0 win over Gibraltar so mm. they're due one yeah. let's be fair <laughs> yeah. um, but it's going to be a tough ask I for found them. it quite interesting that, that he said after that 1973 FA Cup final all the games mm. subsequently mm. that I've seen or been involved in so all the games since 1973 <laughs> that he's seen that's now, I'd imagine he's seen a lot of football and he's been involved with and bear in mind he had a long play career he's had Mick, a long if you career. only watched four games since 1973 <laughs> when the teams shouldn't win they've got better players and everything's in their favour they get slapped mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's an extraordinary quote yeah <laughs> It's incredible from Mick. every game he's witnessed or been involved in. Well, it's witnessed slapped. the the better side has been slapped by the smaller side. Yeah, mm. right. It's, it's, Watch it's, a lot of San Marino recently. <laughs> unfathomable. Um, can I can I bring this back to reality and give some give some more um, bad news to Republic of Ireland fans? Oh, go on. There's two pieces of two pieces of information which say to me, and I'm oh. you know, again. We'll, we'll see what happens tonight. I'm looking forward to the game. I'll yep. definitely be watching it. Yep. Two pieces of information that I think make it tough for Ireland. Seamus right? Coleman. One is that Denmark, if you, I think if you, did they get knocked out on penalties from the last tournament? They Against were Croatia? Yeah, they did. So that's a draw on paper. Uh-huh. They haven't lost a game since the qualification, since 2016. Really? Don't think so. No, a, a competitive game. And secondly, uh, Republic. <laughs> Republic of Ireland have played seven games and scored six goals. So you mean you're forgetting though, because what am I forgetting, Marcus? What you, am I forgetting? Here? Forget- am I forgetting that Mick McCarthy looks more and more like Sven Euron Eriksson every day? No. I haven't forgotten that. It's front of my mind every time I think of it. You are forgetting, Luke, that in all the games you've subsequently <laughs> seen or been involved in since that FA Cup final in 1973, when teams shouldn't win, they've got better players, a better squad, a better manager. Everything's in their favour. They get slapped. Yeah, that's, that's what you're forgetting. That's Luke. why it's the best game in the world. <laughs> Denmark are in for a right old they slapping are. tonight. I would have thought across 46 years, a, a team that's the favourite would have won a game. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. unbelievable. It the it? headlines yeah. would be saying, Dane slapped. Yeah. It would be great. Yeah, yeah. so that's fantastic. Uh, should be a shoe the Norse Whisperer has lost his hearing because he's been slapped upside the head <laughs> by Big Mick. Seamus Coleman is suspended, isn't he, for the game? A footnote, yeah, a footnote. But so that, if anything, that goes in favour of Ireland. I'd love to mix theory. I'd love them to nick a one-nil win. Qualify for the Euros, scoring seven goals in eight games. We see Big Mick next summer. Slap a one-nil. Yeah, but again, do you know what? You're right, Luke. If they win one-nil, which is very possible. Yeah. Seven goals in eight games and they qualify automatically. That's sensational stuff from yeah. Big Mick. By the way, sensational is a way of looking at it. Yeah. No, but it is in the sense of his style of football coming in to get them to qualify for a tournament. Yeah. And so Listen, on. it would be it would be phenomenal for him. One thing we are assured of mm. is that they'll either qualify. Yeah. For, for the tournament or it'll be the first time in 46 years that an underdog hasn't won a game either way it'll be a night to remember for Big Mick so and I should put out that Ireland have got a chance of they go for the playoffs anyway so if they don't qualify tonight they've still got the playoffs yeah presumably yeah. they want the best team possible oh. <laughs> <laughs>
It's amazing that they haven't won a tournament, isn't yeah. it? It is, yeah. yeah. That, what was it the, when was the last tournament they qualified for? Was it 2000? Oh, I forget now. But I remember them in 2012, would it have been in the same group as Italy and Spain? Yeah. How yeah. the hell did they not come through that? Yeah, and all the games subsequently what? I've seen or been involved well, in. Well, we know now which games he was and wasn't watching. Yeah. yeah exactly. Because he couldn't have been watching any of them. Just think of the gift. Yeah, you know the one. <laughs> Think of the gift. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh dear dearie me! All right, did you guys see that? Um, there was an amazing instance in uh, the non-league across the across the weekend. Okay, um, was it non? Is it uh, non-eaten? Non-league weekend. Uh, it was women's football weekend last oh, weekend women's as well. Yeah, sorry, but sorry. this was a non-league game. Um, <clears throat> between, that was last in Dashelbrook, I think. Non-league day. Oh, sorry, I'm, yeah, getting, I'm bet- getting me between non-eaten and uh, against Stratford in the Bet Victor Southern League Central Division, oh. which is the seventh tier of English football. Um, a goalkeeper took a penalty and he blazed it over the bar. Um, Tony Breeden, his name was. I, I love the fact that the goalkeeper was taking penalties. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sheila he, he blazed it over the bar, right? But he hit it so hard that you can imagine a non-league stand behind mm. the goal. It smashed into a light fitting, knocked the light off the stand, oh, which me. then smashed onto the onto the people below it. Wow. Did anyone yeah. get hurt? Hurt? Uh, I don't think so. I haven't checked. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Three dead. There's the picture. Wow. Oh. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. Okay. So, I'll just double check if anyone are, got hurt. We, we're unaware. <laughs> we, as far as we think, no one's been hurt. Yeah. So. Um, it's, I, mean, I, I imagine it's it shatter. The chances of them, anyone getting seriously hurt, yeah. uh, I've decided as a uh, risk assessment. Okay. As the risk assessment Well, I'll tell you what, the, news, the newspaper who covered this... Um, Fortunately for Breeden, his teammate bailed him out netting in the op- netting the opening goal. No mention of whether he <laughs> got hurt or not. Yeah. But someone also commented on the story saying that was the highlight of the match. Yes, uh, there we for go. a bit until it was a low light. Indeed, Jim. Mm-hmm. Um, McCarthy thought it was a really surprising <laughs> goal. Wait, someone slapped the light, didn't they? Indeed. <laughs> Did you see the giant CGI lion in Argentina? Yes, mm. Studiantes. It's the it was uh, the opening of their new stadium and it was. Uh, what was this about a week ago? Yeah, about a week mm. ago or so, and it's obviously a VR thing. Um, it's incredible. It, yeah, it's just like this, just huge flaming lion walking mm. around the stadium, roaring, walking on the pitch with little little bits of fire falling off of yeah. it, climbing up on the stands. Worth and a look cool. if you haven't seen it. Well, well worth a I'm look. I'm a little bit like Limmy on Twitter. I get really angry at people getting holograms wrong. The BBC just yeah, reported, thought... reported the, the the puff piece, the PR piece as a as a hologram, but it wasn't. As, it was it was it's not VR. It's AR. So augmented. Yes. Yes. Than so you have to wear glasses to see yeah. it. No, you have to just get it on your phone. There's no. I'll, I was going to ask you how it yeah. worked because it looks unbelievable. Yeah, clearly the video is through a phone, isn't it? It's obviously yeah, it's not. A, um, yeah, it's just it's just a recording of someone's mm. screen. But you know, very so, impressive. But it, it, people just keep on getting holograms wrong. Well, I Pete, heard that, 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 stop getting holograms wrong, people. Can I can I just decide through you whether I need to be impressed or not impressed by this? <laughs> right. Is it any good or not? Um, I don't. I th- think technically it's not that much of a, uh, an impressive. You just hold feat. your phone up and it's on the phone with the stuff in the background. Yeah, like, like playing Pokemon Go or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, hang right. on. Well, I heard the Lions scored three goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. Uh, the keep wasn't very good. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> and it, the Lion was on the underdogs team, so it's bound to happen. Yeah. Could you, would, you, would you say the keeper was poor? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he did. I thought you were going to get some puns out in the light bit. Yeah. Yeah. Was oh. that was that was that the main event or was there another game afterwards? No, it's like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He got the Lions share of the goals. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sick to the back teeth there. Teeth. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Uh, any more for any more? No, <laughs> it's tailing off now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to the Football Ramble uh, on Football Ramble Daily. Jules and Andy are back tomorrow, of course. Get involved there. Look more. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you, Pete Donaldson. Goodbye. Thank you, Jim Campbell. See ya. And thank you, listeners. Get slapped.
was a Stakhanov production. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.